0: Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from The Rattlesnake Kid, written by Philip McCormack, a classic, action-packed Western. Wyatt's life was not destined to be simple or peaceful. Raised as an orphan by an aunt, he never knew either his mother or his famous gunfighter father. When his aunt dies, Wyatt is run off by her brutal husband and eventually taken in by a rancher and his family. During his teens, he sets out to avenge the wrongs done to him and his kin, ultimately hooking up with some highwaymen and starting his life as a gunfighter, the rattlesnake kid. Running from the law, he ends up in Mexico where bounty hunters track him and his gang down. A snake's rattle is the only warning they receive that they are in danger, and a gunfight is imminent. After narrowly escaping that ambush, he and his gang soon must deal with crooked lawmen who want his new family's land and target them to draw him out. And now for your listening pleasure. An excerpt from The Rattlesnake Kid.
1: Chapter 2 There was an ominous silence about the house as he walked into the yard. Swinging the turkey by the feet, his rifle slung across one shoulder. He stashed the rifle in the barn. No weapons were allowed in the house. It was a rule enforced by his aunt. He walked through the kitchen, hung the dead bird in the pantry on one of the hooks used for hanging game and cuts of meat. Philip was the only one who contributed to the family diet with wild game. Neither his stepfather nor stepbrother had any interest in hunting. But hunting seemed to come naturally to Philip. From the time he had been big enough to handle a gun, he managed to bring home jackrabbits, turkeys, and even squirrels. The gun had been hanging in the barn, neglected and rusting. He had spent a long time carefully cleaning and restoring the weapon. Then he had taught himself the mechanics of caring for and firing the gun. When he took the gun out, he had immediate success with his marksmanship, for he seemed to have an uncanny and instinctive eye for distances and killing range. Christian Falconbridge had no interest in such pursuits. Eking out a bare living from his struggling farm took all of his energies. The big blunt farmer was dedicated to hard work and expected everyone on the farm to be the same. He rose before the sun, threw its light upon the world, and, came in from the fields only when the sun had gone down. The boys were expected to labor beside him, unless assigned to some task that kept them from underfoot. If his stepson slacked off, uh, Christian screamed abuse at him.
2: Philip, you damn lazy bastard! Get the hell off your ass and get back to work!
1: Sometimes Christian's hard fist would knock the boy to the dirt then he would kick him to his feet again with his clumsy work boots. From the sidelines, his stepbrother would sneer and smirk, urge on his father. He's a good-for-nothing bitch, Pa, he ain't nothing but a bastard. Robert shouted the insults with particular relish. Robert didn't know why he hated his stepbrother. He was an unimaginative boy, and he followed his father's lead in bullying Philip. He was older, bigger than Philip, and he took a perverse delight in hurting the younger weaker member of the family. Somehow the verbal insults cut deeper than the physical punishment. Philip would lie hurting in the soil, smelling the dank smells of the earth, and hating with a deep and piercing bitterness. With these chastisements, there was embedded in his mind a hatred for all men who worked the soil and all things connected with farming. With the turkey stowed, Philip turned his thoughts to breakfast. He had been out in the fields before first light so as to conceal himself ahead of the turkeys coming in to feed. Like his adopted family, he wasn't adverse to early rising. Indeed, his stepfather didn't encourage laziness in any form. If he lay too long in bed, a brutal clout across his head would be the rude awakening. The kitchen door opened. The boy looked up into the face of his stepfather. Philip noted the red and swollen eyes, but he didn't attach any significance to it. What the hell are you doing here? Uh, I was going to have some breakfast. I brought back a turkey. We can have it for Sunday dinner. Christian's face tightened. He looked at the thin, wiry boy in front of him. Uh, The youngster reminded him far too much of the frail woman lying lifeless in the bedroom. "'Teresa and Philip's mother, Myrtle, had been twins. "'Philip had taken after his sisters with a slender build. "'He even shared the thick mass of black hair "'that had been the sisters' pride and joy. "'Philip's large, dark, expressive eyes stared out at the big farmer. "'A wide, sensual mouth made the boy appear somewhat effeminate, "'but the straight nose and firm chin were indications "'of a strength and determination that offset any suggestion of softness.' For the first time, Christian saw in the boy the likeness of his wife. It was a dagger into his heart to see him standing in the kitchen instead of his beloved Teresa. A jealous and insane rage consumed him. You bastard! The boy heard the familiar insult and knew a beating was coming, or at best, more verbal abuse. Thinking to deflect the man's attention from his own person, he inquired about his aunt. "'Is Aunt Teresa feeling any better?' Philip's innocent question tipped the man over the edge. The thick lips twitched, and small bubbles of saliva oozed from the corners of his mouth. With a roar, he lunged at the boy. The youngster was quick. He dodged around the kitchen table, his eyes wide and
2: frightened. "'You bastard! While you were out killing critters, my wife was dying!'
1: The big man paused his blunt hands resting on the table. His red-rimmed eyes glared at the boy like the eyes of some wild animal.
2: You hear me? is dead. She died in the night and all you can think of is feeding your face with my vitals, you damn bastard.
1: Christian's rage was almost beyond comprehension. Philip was terrified, but he forced himself to stay calm. His eyes gazed out impassively at his stepfather. You! The man sputtered as he searched for the words to hurt the boy.
2: You're an unnatural animal, a beast of the field. Your parents were beasts. They died like beasts, rotting in their own blood and sins of the flesh. Well, I'm going to do what I would have done long ago. I'm going to thrash you good and proper once for all. You hear? I'm going to give you a hiding you won't forget in a hurry.
1: The boy recognized a new one. "'terrifying level in his stepfather's rage. "'His aunt's death barely registered with him, "'but he knew it meant the bulwark she represented "'that stood between him and this man was gone. "'He shook his head in bewildered sorrow. "'The loss of his aunt was not as painful "'as the loss of his real mother, "'but he felt it just the same. "'Aunt Teresa was the only gentle part "'of his harsh and brutal existence. "'Aunt Teresa dead.' he mumbled. Philip shook his head again, trying to grasp the enormity of the event. While this exchange was going on, Christian had been edging around the table, hoping to grab the boy unexpectedly. But though the shock of his aunt's death had staggered him, Philip was still able to elude him. They circled like opponents in a wrestling match, each trying to gain the advantage. All the while, Christian was looking around the room for something to beat Philip with. He spied what he wanted. Above the stove was a long wooden paddle with a handle the thickness of a man's arm. Teresa used the paddle on wash days to pound the clothes that she soaked in soapy water. The paddle beat the grime from the stained garments of her family and seemed a fitting instrument to batter the wickedness out of this cursed boy. Nothing had gone right since the boy had arrived. Philip "'had been the cause of many arguments between Teresa and himself. "'Now Teresa was dead, and this foul creature lived. "'The interloper would pay for all the evil "'he had brought upon Christian Falconbridge's home. "'The farmer snatched the wash paddle from the hook. "'He smacked the thick shaft against his work-calloused hand. "'The boy stared at the implement, "'and a feeling of dread grew within him "'as he realized what was in store.' Philip looked around wildly for an escape route. There seemed no way out. Falconbridge had now positioned himself between the frightened boy and the outer door. Philip decided he stood a better chance of escape by fleeing through the interior of the house and out the front door. At that moment, the kitchen door opened, and his stepbrother stood there rubbing his eyes and yawning. "'What's all the shouting, Pa?' Philip darted towards the door tried to push past his stepbrother. It was a desperate attempt,
2: doomed to failure. Stop him, Robert! He's killed your ma!
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from The Rattlesnake Kid. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.